Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. He's a good mate of yours, Kimpy, and he's been good enough to join us on the SCNZ Summer Breakfast this morning. Good morning, Andrew. How you doing, man? Good morning. How are you? Yeah, we're doing good. Bright and early over your way. Have you got up and checked the surf report yet? I'm just looking at it now, mate. There's no waves, so... <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do today. <laughs> yeah, good, good to hear, Joey. Get a box, mate, and go hop in the pool. Those, those bring yeah. back memories. <laughs> hey, oh, mate, yeah. how's, how's things, mate? Do you um, obviously back in the coaching ranks up in Newcastle enjoying it being home? Definitely. Now, I, well, I moved to Sydney 2007 when I retired. So I've worked with numerous clubs, Manly, uh, the Roosters, Parramatta. So I just felt like it was the right time to go home. And mate, it's you now working with the other clubs who I've mentioned. It, I love doing it, um, but working back in Newcastle, I'm just so invested. I just so want the club and the town to have that success, which was there in the '90s and the early 2000s. Talking about those early days, Joey, just just what are your memories? Well, like as a kid coming through, looking at the nights, you know, and. The, the toughness of the team back in those early days um, to today. What, what what are your early memories of the of the club? Um, I know when I spoke to David Wade, who set up the club along with a few other people, he coached Drew Tempe, uh, David Wade, and he said when they came in in 1988, they, they recruited some older players. They went to New Zealand, recruited half a dozen Kiwi boys, yourself. Sam Stewart, our, our first captain, but he said they, they set up a junior base, a junior system, a junior coaching strategy where in 10 years they wanted to have 75% of local juniors. And coming through there, the education I got was just incredible as a halfback and how to play and, and different philosophies and how halfbacks should play. Now, within 10 years, we won a comp and I think 75% of those were local juniors. So the junior structure they put in place and the way they coach their juniors set up the club. Um, and some of those philosophies now are still used. Guys I coached back then, David Wade, you know, Alan Bell, Tempe, you know, these guys, I still talk to them often about different ways for me to coach the halves. And Bally, mate, is he still is he still on the pitch? And is that one of your main goals, uh, going back to Newcastle, setting up that prolific um, talent pathway that they have they they used to have in Newcastle? Well, for some reason, the last 15 years, we have not produced a halfback, which, if anyone knows Newcastle and the Hunter region, rugby league is like a religion there. And so many juniors play. Uh, the numbers are incredible, but we're not producing 
uh, you know, world-class quality players, but especially world-class halfbacks. Uh, the players are there, they've just been coached wrong. And it's not, not, not only Newcastle, it's right across the board. We're, we're coaching our junior kids to play like Jonathan Thurston did when he was 30, or myself when I was 30. But you got to coach them to build the foundations when they're 15, 16, 17, 18. you got to let them... You know, take risks and, and use the ball and make errors because that's where you make, so you understand and, and advance as a player. So just trying to tweak a few things there. Is that, Joey, because of the commercialisation and the rapid professionalisation of the sport? Like the area you've, when you were kind of getting to your peak and then what you've seen in the years since up in Sydney town, is that kind of professionalisation of the sport which happens so fast, is, there, is that not quite made it down towards more the outer regions at all? I think I think there's a, some major contributors. I think uh, junior coaches are, are really ambitious, which is okay, but they want success. Uh, they're coaching the kids at 15, 16 to play in this structured sort of play, which you know, out the back, the block sort of shape. You know, the the real structured sort of play, which the Melbourne Storm really mastered in the late 2000s. But the game's gone away from that. The game's quickened up. The game's gone to back to what, what, it, what it was in the 90s. So you've got these young guys coming through who, who only have one string to their bow. They can only play one style of footy, which, um, you know, it's for me, it's criminal. And you watch some games, and every team pretty much plays the same. You know, mm. it's trying to change that and want people in Newcastle to see a brand of footy which is unique to Newcastle. Yeah, robotic, I call it, um, mate. And I, and I think one of the things that will help, yeah, you, he, help you get uh, get it back to what it looked at in the 90s is something that's close to your, your heart and the changing face of the NRL, the Pacific uh, influence. Just tell us a little bit about that changing face of the influence, mate, and, and what you're trying to do with, with your, your, um, your passion and about coaching Samoa, hopefully, in the World Cup. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge supporter to the Island game. Uh, I, I think the Pacific Island players bring a flair and a unique style of play. That they're, they're huge men, as we know, really athletic, they're huge men, and, and, and even the women's game, you can say. And the skill, uh, the skill of these players, but also the agility and the speed. Uh, I, I don't know if it's a byproduct of playing a lot of basketball when they're young, but they're light on their feet, they can use a ball on one hand. I suppose it helps when your hand's the size of a plate. <laughs> um, but myself and Matthew have spoke about it often, about you know helping out Samoa and coaching Samoa. We've seen the emergence of Tonga on the international stage. Um, and we just really love to get back and improve Samoa and like Tonga, regularly are beating Australia, New Zealand and England. And, you know, in rugby league, in Australia, we've got State of Origin, which is just a whole other beast. But the international game is, is dropping off. We need the Pacific Island to really pick up. And I think we can we can help that. Um, Sonny Bill Williams has, you know, said he'd like to come on board in some ways. So, you know, he's drinking around. And, yeah. And... The advantage for Samoa is they are a tier two nation. So players who play state of origin can go back and play for Samoa. So, you know, Jerome Luai, Junior Paul, Brian Toe, 
the team on paper, I've sort of looked at loosely, it, it would beat Australia on a regular basis. So, you know, we'd like to do it. We've said, Don, we'll do it for nothing, just as, you know, a way of really giving back to the game that gave us everything. And then down the track, I, w- I would love to see a team play at the Pacific uh, Islands, Pacific or whatever you call it. I, I just think it's a huge opportunity to grow the game, not only in big pockets of New Zealand, in Australia, where we have a big Pacific Island community, but to grow it over there in Samoa and Tonga and the islands, which you know, ultimately I think the NRL should look at. Joey, as a passionate Kiwis fan, you you know it's hard to not feel like um, we've kind of well, international rugby league's kind of been left behind. The resurgence with Jason Talmalolo and those boys getting back in a couple of years ago, it gave it a shot in the arm. What's the argument to be made that you would be talking to the power brokers in the NRL and explaining that if we can get a, a successful and a fruitful international competition going up, the benefits would go through the NRL? What what are the arguments to be made for that? I don't really know. I haven't really spoke to anyone at the NRL. Look, the World Cup, which was going to be on this year or last month, it cancelled because of COVID. It's, I understand it's going to be there next year. So we just need an opportunity to showcase how good the great the game can be on an international level. And for somewhere like New Zealand, where look, you're never going to compete with rugby union because it's such a huge sport, but we need younger players to get into the game and realise how much fun it is, how much space there is in rugby league compared to rugby union, you know, and you can show off that skill set I spoke about, Pacific Island players, to start playing rugby league but stay in rugby league. So that's the challenge. The challenge I don't see is right up the top on, you know, I see it as the base. We need to get more of these kids playing rugby league who are athletically gifted or are tough, but that's the challenge. Get them into playing the game early, keeping them in it. Exactly, mate. That's a you know, we're on the same page with that. Hey, just just moving on. You know, congratulations on um, becoming an immortal, mate. Your bronze statue up at Marathon Stadium. What do they call it these days? They don't call it Marathon, do they? Got got another name for it, but uh, I would know. It changes every year, mate. <laughs> <laughs> mate, if, if you had to name a New Zealand immortal to join you, who would that be? Um, look, it's, it's a really tough one to sort of look. I, I don't go back, back as far as Mark Graham, the guys who. Older guys who, who I know talk about Mark Graham is an unbelievable player. And then you know, you've got Stacey Jones, Reuben is one. Look, ben, Benji's probably the one that stands out because he's inspired a whole generation of players. You know, my, my son jumps around like Benji. And I say, mate, you're not that quick. Be good. <laughs> you've got to play like someone else. Be good if he can jump around like Benji and play like you. He'd be a champion. Yeah, um, you know, these sort of players, you know, off the top of my head, I sort of players I'd, I'd sort of speak about Stacey Rubin, Benji, Mark Graham, Tony Kemp. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, that'll get the that'll light the board up with <laughs> like a Christmas tree saying that. Hey, mate, we, without, without blowing smoke up your backside, we, we played reserve grade together. People are listening, and Tempe helped me out so much in my my young career. I was a nineteen or twenty. Could have helped me out a little bit more and slapped me around the head when we used to go for a beer, but that's another story. <laughs> but, you know, you, you, uh, you, the way you mentored me, mate, I'll never forget. Oh, thanks, mate. No, oh, 
It's always been a privilege, mate, to um, to call you my mate. Hey, um, also know you're a big punter, mate, and this is a this is a punting station. Oh, so it's from the Hunter region. What are you, That's what are you following, country. mate? What do you what do you got? What do you got for the boys? Have you got something for the boys over the weekend? Uh, I haven't got anything actually. It's Christmas time, mate. I haven't really been punting. My mate Chris Lee's horse trainer in Newcastle. He said he's got a couple of really good young ones coming through, but. I'm not going to tell you because <laughs> some people knock the price off. He'll never talk to me again. Yeah, Chris is doing super work with the Aussie Bloodstock team, isn't he? Joey? Mate, I'm, I'm, I'm due for a hol- I'm due for a holiday in New Zealand. Generally, go to Raglan every year, but I haven't been able to get over. It's killing me. So you're a big surfer, Kimpy's been telling me. Obviously, the ledge down there. And have you been to it? Just talking about Samoa. Have you been around the Pacific Islands on many surf strikes? Yeah. I've been to Samoa about uh, half a dozen times. Aganoa? To, uh, Savahi. I went to Savahi. Apollo, the other island. Yeah, I went to um, yeah, all, the, all the surf spots over there. I love it. It's one of the most special places. Um, I actually went over after they had the tsunami when, with Nigel Vungana and Roy Asatasi. We just went over there and handed out some NRL gear, which was great. I got a really great connection with Samoa, but I've been to Fiji about uh, probably a dozen times. Tahiti, very lucky. Mate, I asked the boys. I got a I got a young producing team here. Ask the boys what's the one question they want to know if you you're paddling to um, Chopu, mate, twenty foot. What's that? They they the boys here. They they got a question. They want to know if you paddle into Chopu with when it's twenty foot. No, <laughs> no. See, I thought you might. I don't know. I just thought there might. Be, I thought the I thought there might be something in you that would just make you do it. No, no, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe six foot, eight foot, not twenty foot. Have you had, had my it? body's my body's held together by staples and plasticine. Yeah, not a good idea. Not when you're that far out of the way from a hospital. What about cloud break? Have you ever been tempted? No, no, I've surfed cloud break a heap of times. Yeah, I've gone to Fiji. You know, I reckon a dozen times, even more. So I've surfed cloud break. Uh, you know, eight to ten foot, pretty. Pretty scary because oh, yeah, man. you know when you're there, there's a lot of water moving. The, the swells come from a long way away, so there's a lot of power in it. Let's just say, um, yeah, I test my immortality that day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, really, really good to talk to you. What, what, what are your chances this year? What are you? There's a question everyone obviously wants to know about is what your thoughts on the Warriors um, next year, but being on the coaching ranks, first of all, what are your chances up in Newcastle, mate? They're, they're obviously my team that I, I support 100% before any other team. Um, if, if Kalen Ponger stays on the field, I can't be watching him at training. Oh, unbelievable. It's, it's mind-blowing, the talent of this show, and I think he's got a lot of improvement in him, so hopefully we see that. If we, you know, He plays a lot of a chunk of a game. I have no doubt that it'll be. It's a top eight roster, and a really good strong forward pack. The Safidi twins are they're big boppers and really aggressive front rowers. So if they keep their core team on the field, good luck with injuries. I think they're a, a top eight team. Um, the Warriors, I think, once again, will be around that sort of eighth, seventh position. There's usually four or five teams fighting it out for mm-hmm. there. For that positions, I think the usual suspects are going to be up the top. But Penrith is going to be strong. Roosters will be strong, stronger this year with players coming back from injury. Um, yeah, I think the Melbourne Storm are always up there. So the usual suspects are right up the top. But 
generally there's a smoky that comes out of the pack, so I'd love it to be Newcastle. Yeah, so would I, mate. And what, what, what's your plans for Christmas, Joe? Wrapping up, what's your, what's your plans? You, you're home, obviously, loving it there. You're going to the beaches on Sundays. That's still, still pumping on a Sunday afternoon, I, I guess. Um, what, are you, what are your plans over the next few days? Well, um, myself and Matthew are from Cessna, which is now our inland. And if, when the Johns family get together, you generally read about it. <laughs> <laughs> and usually it's not myself and the brother, it's my sister. <laughs> she likes to drink more than us two, so that's saying something. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Well, have one for me, mate. <laughs> Actually, have have 10 for me, mate. I, I can't wait to catch up. Next time you head down to Raglan, I'll grab my board and join you. Right on, mate. You take care. Good to hear your voice, Campy. Yeah, you too, Joey. Talk soon, mate. See you, Joey. Great to have the great man, the immortal, that day. He's tested his immortality out at Cloudbreak. What a legend. At 10 foot. At what 10 a foot. psychopath. Yeah, mate. Yeah, he was, like, like I was telling you, you know, our, our Monday recovery sessions would start with a surf in the morning down in Merriweather and um, a trip to the bottle to pick up a box of VB and I had a pool at the back of my house and we'd sit there through the afternoon um, and then I'd whip off to the to the <laughs> to the analysis session with first grade. And of course, he was still playing down in the under twenty ones then. Um, and yeah, just a just back, you know. I'd, see, I knew I knew Joey before everyone knew Joey. Yeah. Um, and that's what he was talking about, you know. So a good a good bloke, him and his brother, good good people. His dad, his mum, though, you know, from Cessnock. They're, they're, it's not too dissimilar from Waitara, really. Uh, country country people are out of Newcastle, as you're saying. But he's dead right. They'll hit the papers over Christmas. They can drink. Yeah, well, I think all you have to do is Google, do some simple Googling. Maddie John's, of course, part of the SEN family. The, the brothers, they've just made such great careers for themselves post their actual careers of playing in the media. And, and now Joey back coaching Newcastle. You could just hear what it, how much it means to him and how much he wants the pathways to be right for young halves and, and also young Pacific Island people. Awesome to catch up with Andrew John's. Great get, Gimpy. Awesome to hear his relationship with you, mate. That's really, really cool stuff. It is 21 minutes or 22 minutes past 9 o'clock this morning here with Chemist Warehouse. Great save. Every day. The Kim is high phone line. Call Ben.